0: Welcome everyone to this episode of Pemoto Guardian. Today we talk about things that happened during the fall and winter season, as well as the SMP. Welcome everyone, I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker.
1: And I'm Specialist David Erskine. And... We are coming out of the backside of Veterans Day weekend. Yeah. Um, Hope everybody had a a very happy, uh, eventful Veterans Day. Made it down to the uh, parades, local, to wherever you are, um, or at least the Columbia one. Um, But um, we're getting and We're we're pumping right through the year. Um, November, I go on vacation very soon.
0: Yeah, just Uh, keep rubbing it
1: in my face. I do. Um, Bounce that at Thanksgiving straight into Christmas, it'll seem like. Yeah,
0: and then the New Year's.
1: Christmas is always longer for me, you know, especially having youngins because uh, they get Christmas break. So, really, yeah. Christmas time starts for me, uh, you know, right around the middle of the month because you get to play. Oh, well, it would be easier this year because my wife doesn't work as much. Yeah. She's getting lazy in her old age.
0: I hope she listens to this, and, and I, I'm going to be a fly on the wall whenever she listens to this episode. Yeah.
1: Nah, she still works, relatively hard. Um, but uh, so you know, Christmas and then boom, New Year.
0: I know, and then we start all over. And
1: then we start all over. Um, of course, for you know a lot of people there college students you know they're getting geared up for final exams yes. coming up here you know real stressful time of the year for for that to happen and then of course as soon as they get done with final exams they're getting ready to roll into getting ready for spring semester right it's been yeah. so long that's spring semester so. right yeah because fall semesters in the fall that would make sense <laughs> I don't know why they don't call that winter semester because it starts in yeah yeah can we get somebody to, to chime in on this? Why is that actually spring semester? I, don't I guess.
0: I mean, anybody listening out there that knows the history behind the spring reasoning sp- of <laughs> spring semester?
1: I don't even know if Google has that information. I don't um, know. But, uh, so, yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of stuff going on through this time of the year. Um,
0: also, uh, we just had daylight savings, which I'm still trying to adjust to. Yeah? Yeah.
1: How you adjust it?
0: Well, like your sleep gets all out of whack, and then like then your sleep, you get like back on your sleep schedule, but then you have to get used to it getting dark earlier. So like in the morning when I'm driving to work, normally it's dark out, but now it's light. And then when you're coming home from work, it gets by the time you get home, it's dark out, and normally it's not that way. So I, don't know. I feel like because you just I don't just sleep an normally hour. anyway. Well, yeah, because you're just weird. So thank you.
2: <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it does mess with a lot of people. Funny thing about that, my wife worked daylight savings. Oh, so
0: she had an extra hour? Yeah, so she worked a
1: 13-hour shift.
0: That sucks. Did she get paid extra for it? Yeah, I believe so. that's good.
1: If not, me and her have a long conversation about it.
0: (laughs) I never thought about that until um, I was hanging out with some of the, the guys from the Jeep Club, and they were talking about daylight savings, and... They mentioned somebody on night shift and I was like, oh, I never thought about that. Like, that sucks. Yeah, I've been, I've
1: been on that shift before. <laughs> You're like, oh, six more hours.
0: Oh, we have seven <laughs> more hours. <laughs> and you didn't bring enough snacks or energy drinks to keep you awake. You just
1: want to go home. <laughs> um, I have been places, this is a long time ago though, where they didn't pay you. Really? On that. They were like, it's still in your shift. I was like, I don't care if a shift's an extra hour long. And I was, yeah, I didn't win that battle. I was much, much younger.
0: Um, you weren't as wise as you are now? I'm not
1: wise now. I just wasn't as mean.
0: Oh. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: um, <laughs> so So, um, yeah, but anyway. So, yeah, fall, um, this time of year, just jam-packed. People were running nonstop. Um, of course, you know, some safety concerns, obviously, around this time of year going into the holiday season. Keep in mind, people are traveling. Mm-hmm. You know, there's parties, there's libations. So, I mean, really, this part of the holiday season kind of—it's gotten to the point where it really kicks off with with Halloween, yeah—and then it just kind of runs, mm-hmm. um, kind of nonstop. And you know, like we said before, you know, uh, youngins coming around, grandma, grandpa—they got all kinds of stuff going on. So, so plenty of stuff. Um, and it, you know, tactic for for everybody in general. But like we were saying, you know. College students and stuff like that, They're on top of all of that, that they're having to do, they're also dealing with you know final exam time frames and, and things of that nature, um, which is actually one of our guest speakers, Our guest speakers, uh, speakers. do we ever actually call them guest speakers? One of yeah. our guests. Oh, well, like, I mean, I think we said yeah, okay. it both ways. Okay. Um, one of our guests, uh, actually being on the podcast today, um, works at one of the, the, the colleges here. In, in South Carolina area and, and actually going to talk to talk to us a little bit about uh, the P program and y'all get to learn all about that but that's a pretty good deal if you're in, in college and stuff and of course like I said he'll go over all that and kind of break it down in the nitty gritty I know I know about that much
0: I know nothing uh, so.
1: I know about that much for people at home I'm making a very small gesture with my hand <laughs> um, about that much um, about it but what I what I a little bit I do know about, it. I know it's, it's a fairly beneficial plan. Um, but outside of that, I mean, I guess the next big hurdle we got is Thanksgiving. Yes. You got plans?
0: I don't know, because, like, I, my family's not down here. Like, my dad is and my mom, but they're set like So, no family. Like, yeah, I completely understand. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> whatever. But, um, <laughs> you're so- this, literally, ladies and gentlemen meant I can't even talk now.
2: <laughs> hey, good ladies
0: job. and gentlemen, good job. Wait,
2: hold on. I got a book. <laughs>
0: N- nope, I think it's no. yellow. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yay. <laughs> See, I remember as the colors <laughs> and haven't you haven't. It's <laughs> like
1: a Simon says over here and I was never really good at that game. Um, <laughs> but anyway, you, the, yeah, you have no family but your mom and dad's down here. Carry on.
0: So I don't know. Um, <laughs> one year I went over to a coworker that I used to work with. She's like my second mom. Um I don't really remember. If I, I think me and my mom stayed at home by ourselves last year, and we had, like, spaghetti or something. Nice. So, but I do want some Thanksgiving, like, traditional Thanksgiving food, because it's typically the one time of year that you have all of that at one time. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. We still got a couple weeks to figure it out. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: What, I'm assuming that do you go over to your mother's, and you guys put some pizzas in the... the- the oven thing.
1: I haven't been home for Thanksgiving since I was <laughs> oh, yeah, six right. years old.
0: You go out to the woods. Never mind my bad, I forgot. We have
1: a very traditional Thanksgiving dinner while we're out there.
0: Cooking over a fire? You yeah. make a turkey?
1: Possum fat and hog jowls.
0: Do you, like, hunt them or you take that with you?
1: Yeah, we just buy them at the store.
0: What, is, what did you say?
1: I said possum fat and hog jowls.
0: You can buy that from the store? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: But you were going with it, so I was going to take you there. <laughs>
0: well, I never I was going to give you a full
1: thing. recipe for it and everything. I
0: bet you were. Yeah, it
1: was going to be no problem, I promise you. <laughs> uh, no, we actually do, uh, even though we're out in the woods, we do fairly traditional Thanksgiving. We do turkey, uh, some collars, a little bit of fat back to snack on through the day,
0: mm-hmm.
1: some hoe cakes.
0: uh what are
1: hoe oh cakes? Oh, my God. Uh, I'm telling you, the youth of today.
0: Um, I mean, I didn't, well...
1: Okay, are so a little fried pieces of cornbread. A little like a pancake. Oh, okay. Do a mint the thing. They're good. Put a little butter on them. Rock gotcha. and roll. Um, and it's then we'll, we'll do some, maybe some mashed potatoes or something like that. And then we have banana pudding for dessert. Um, it's good.
0: You know what my favorite food is for the Thanksgiving dinner?
1: Sweet potato casserole.
0: No, but I mean that's pretty good. Okay. My favorite is green bean casserole.
1: I was close. I had a casserole in there. Oh, I love green
0: bean casserole.
1: Yeah, that's pretty tasty.
0: Yeah.
1: I haven't had any in a while.
0: Well, obviously, because I'm sure that it's a little challenging cooking. Do you literally cook over a fire? Or do you have like a grill or something? No,
1: we, we come SWAT team style. when go. You
0: bring like, like the burners and everything. We, we
1: have a griddle. We have uh, two propane stoves.
0: Jeez. We have no t- wonder why you have a big truck.
1: Two Dutch ovens that we do biscuits and brownies, and uh, we'll do some hash brown breakfast in in the mornings and things. I
0: think I need to do a recon of this uh, <laughs> this vacation. I'm going to take a day off and I'm going to like vlog it yeah, for we, everybody
1: to see. No, nah, we can we camp in style. I mean, we have. You a,
0: glamp? Do you glamp?
1: I or is it like a I,
0: manly camping?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a manly It's not like glamping. I mean, now we do bring a, um, a tent that works as our kitchen, um, old military tent just the top of it, and we, we set that up. And uh, the campsite that we use has a picnic table at it and whatever else. And so we set up the two stoves. I do all the cooking for the two weeks that we're down there most of the time. The only thing I don't cook is I really don't cook Thanksgiving dinner, and then one of my cousins will do the fajita night.
0: Oh, that
1: sounds good. He brings fajita meat down, and he he messes up a, a heap in helping the fajitas that we eat for hours on it. Um, <laughs> but outside of that, I, I I do most of the cooking. But yeah, I mean we don't we're not uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we uh, we bring our coolers and we've got stuff on ice and whatever else. And, yeah, it's. A, that's nice. That's so awesome. I want to go now.
0: <laughs> no, you're not can we, allowed.
1: When we cut this podcast, short or not going to jump in the truck. <laughs> we'll do it from down there.
0: Yeah. See, I can. I can bring. No, the that's podcast. a terrible idea. No, 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 no. You brought it up, so uh, I, 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 we'll, we'll I, shoot a podcast there while we're on I'm gonna say
1: That's a terrible, terrible, terrible. No, I think almost, that's a good idea. almost, nay, impossible idea.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, Anyways, now that
1: we've gone off track, no, that's fine. No, that's fine. That's it. Everybody has something for the holidays, and that's yeah. what it's about. It's about having something for the holidays. Um, and you know, kind of back to the college students. Hopefully, you know, they get to get home and have their time with their family, whether it's camping or spaghetti on the couch. Or I'm just saying, camping sounds way cooler. But anyway, yeah, oh, thanks. Um, you can come down there, but you can't come on the island. I'll wave at you from above. Oh, okay. Be like. This is where we at. Don't come and can't. <laughs> um, so anyway, well, with that being said, let's uh, let's jump over to our guest today and, and have him educate us about the uh, S.M.P. program that uh, might be beneficial to some folks out there. Okay, today we we have uh, Mr. Simon Strickland, the ROTC enrollment officer up at Wofford College, and also um, a Lieutenant Colonel uh, with the First Battalion, 218th Regiment out of the RTI. Um, commander out there, correct? Yes. Correct, correct. New And new commander. And so uh, he is taking time out of his day to stop by and talk with us about some of the stuff he does during the week uh, up at Wofford and some things that are available to
2: guard soldiers. So thank you, sir, for stopping by. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, basically what I wanted to do is just kind of share the multitude of benefits um, that are available to soldiers that are seeking higher education and then tie that in a little bit to what I do in the week, which is uh, recruit for the Army ROTC program at Wofford. Uh, we also have a large proponent of our cadets are actually at our partnership institution, University of South Carolina Upstate, and also Converse College. So it's not just Wofford. It's all three of those institutions that we serve.
1: Um, n- now, uh, when you are talking about serving those three institutions in the ROTC program, um, what, I guess, where do you actually fall in, I guess, that process of, sure. of all that? Absolutely. Because that sounds like a bunch. It is. Okay. All right. <laughs> I is. just not want to make sure I was kind of overthinking it there, but that kind of seems like a
2: lot just going at it real quick. No. So ROTC is available at 274 host institutions across the country. Wofford is one of those. And then ROTC is also uh, available to students at 1,100 or so partnership institutions. We call them crosstown or extension centers. The name doesn't matter. It just means you can take ROTC. At those colleges. So, for example, um, right here in Columbia, the University of South Carolina not only serves USC, but also every other college here in town, and then also any college to the to the east of that except for the Citadel. So, they, they even serve uh, Myrtle Beach, Coastal Carolina out there. Okay, wow. So, it's wow. um, a big spread. Th- throughout South Carolina, if you are in a uh, four year institution, uh, you can pretty much take Army RTC. Gotcha.
1: Now, um, this is kind of a unique job. I, I, honestly, I, I, I never knew it existed until you walked in here today. Um,
2: <laughs> how, does, how, how does one find their way to this? Uh, so, usually, uh, we start the process between, in high school. Okay, so I will um, hear from juniors and seniors primarily, but sometimes earlier than that. And generally speaking, while they're in high school, they're looking at two different paths either joining the Guard and using all of the benefits that we're going to talk about within the Guard to pay for their college, or they apply for the four-year Army ROTC scholarship. So if you Google four-year Army ROTC scholarship, the first link will say, start here. (laughs) (laughs) And um, you'll go through that whole process, and once you get far enough along, it'll say you can contact one of these schools based on your preference, based on your geographical location, um, to find your way to do one of the requirements inside the application is to do an interview, usually with the professor of military science, which would be my boss at Wofford, or with one of my counterparts. So there is one of me, a recruiting operations officer or enrollment officer or scholarship officer or something like that at all of the major institutions host programs in the state. Uh, that would include Wofford, of course, Furman, Presbyterian College, University of South Carolina, Clemson, the Citadel. I think that's it. Okay. If if I miss one, I'm oh South Carolina State is a host institution too. Okay. So you can you can find one of us through through that process, and we we're we're there to answer questions, uh, to look at the application for errors or omissions sometimes, um, and then do school specific information. For example, at at least three of the institutions I mentioned at, at Wofford college at Furman and at uh, Presbyterian college, the host institution actually matches the scholarship with room and board. So that's where you get the, uh, the golden, the golden grail of <laughs> full, ride. full ride, full ride. You've hit full ride at that point. Correct. Um, so I, I spent a lot of my energy on that, um, in the high school level. So soldiers, e- either um, either already soldiers or soon-to-be soldiers, and I have a very good working relationship with the recruiting and retention um, battalion here of the state, um, will come to me either you know, prior to going to basic training or they're already at uh, University of South Carolina, upstate particularly, and I'll get into that a little further in a minute. Um, and they want to look into becoming an officer usually when they're, when they're talking to me. Um, but I also try to do my best. If they don't want to become an officer, that's fine. I just want to make sure that they are making the best use of all their benefits that they've earned by being a soldier. Um, and let me let me get back to USC Upstate for a minute and tell you why that's important. Okay? So everybody knows that college is expensive. All colleges are expensive. Let's just go ahead and get that out, out of the way. Yeah. Um, but your public institutions are supported by the taxpayers. So the cost is reduced, whereas your private institutions are not. Uh, they're, they are supported by tuition and fees primarily. Uh, they're endowments based on you know, alumni giving and that sort of thing. Um, and then sometimes they have endowed scholarships. Um, they still get federal money like the Pell Grant and, and uh, subsidized loans, subsidized loans, those types of things. But when you stack up all those benefits uh, or stack up all those costs associated the National Guard benefits don't always make it to even 50% at some of them. So even if you used every single dollar available to you as a MOS qualified soldier, there's still going to be a huge gap at some of your higher cost institutions. Whereas at um, University of South Carolina Upstate, the tuition and fees, and I'm rounding it off here, uh, and it changes a little bit every year, is about 11500 now. So when we enumerate all the benefits um, that – and I'm going to keep saying this: MOS qualified soldiers are <laughs> eligible for. Um, you can pay for USC Upstate, and um, and live. You know, you're not gonna, you're not going to have steak and lobster every night. All right, yeah, no. Uh, but but you can definitely live on the benefits uh, as long as you're frugal and using your budget properly. Um, that you're afforded as an MOSQ soldier. So um, without further ado, let me let me try to introduce you to those benefits. <laughs> okay. So uh, MOSQ is important because only one of the benefits I'm going to mention are available prior to that point. So I am kind of against uh, the split-op program in this specific situation. Now, if you're a high school junior and you're going to go to basic training between your junior and senior year, and AIT between senior year and starting college, split up is perfect. <laughs> no problem. Works out great. I'll help you pack. Yeah, all right. Okay. Um, where it doesn't work as well is if you're already a freshman or a sophomore in college, and they want you to do basic after freshman year, and uh, AIT after your sophomore year, you're only going to get two years of the full benefit. So that's that's the the so what. And I spent a lot of my time with students and their parents talking about that. So once you're MOSQ – any public institution, or the South Carolina school system, has said uh, they will give you a tuition discount for being a service member, active duty, which includes, and it's by law, it's in it's in South Carolina law, which includes um, traditional guardsmen and reservists that are serving in South Carolina. They get about a twenty five hundred dollar discount per semester. So that's almost five grand. Yeah. It might be closer to forty five hundred. Okay, but. It's a significant chunk right there. Uh, What they have to do to get that is fill out a form. Uh, It's called a military service verification form. Send it to the good old folks at the education service office right down right right in the same parking lot as us. (laughs) Uh, They usually turn it around in 24 hours. Get that to the financial aid office, and they will apply that to your bill. That that part is no longer a problem. Uh, You've got that tuition discount. Huge, huge, huge benefit. Oh, yeah. Number two. The Reserve GI Bill, now, that is Chapter sixteen oh six. I think the payment rates are something around three eighty a month right now. Um, I'm going to talk about another federal benefit in just a second. You cannot stack federal benefits. So I, I, I try to clear that up with students from the get go. But Reserve GI Bill, Chapter sixteen oh six, is three hundred eighty a month, give or take. If you score above fifty on the ASVAB and it is in your contract, got to be both of those things. Can't have one. Not the other. Got to have both. Have both. Uh, you can get up to five hundred dollars with what's called a GI Bill kicker. Um, that's just an additional benefit for those soldiers. It can be up to five hundred. More recently, I've seen the contracts written three fifty a month. So that's about eight hundred bucks, give or take, yeah. a month while you're in school. Next, you have federal tuition assistance. Federal tuition assistance is four thousand dollars a year. You apply for it through GarmyEd.com. Got to have an account, and 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 all of this. There's an application process. There's follow-up that's required. So it's not just, uh, well, I I showed up in college. Where's all my money? Right. Yeah. No. (laughs) You got to start this ahead of time. You got to you got to start ahead of time. You've got to um, get some paperwork. Like the GI Bill requires a notice of basic eligibility, which has to be filed at the school with the Veterans Affairs coordinator at the school. and you can find that person on their website as well, or you can call me and I'll tell you who it is in my schools. <laughs> um, and so Federal Choice Assistance has that $4,000 a year. It's 250 credit hours for up to 16 hours, or you can do the math better than I can, but <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what uh, it will cover. Okay. And then um, a state benefit that the National Guard Association of South Carolina lobbied for us, uh, you and I, um, to get, is called the college assistance program. It's 4,500 a year. So if you have a state benefit, you can stack it with a federal benefit. Okay. Um, That is a limited pool of money. So they don't have as much as we want. Right. Um, And there's a specific deadline. I want to say it's, it's in the summertime. And I want to say something like August 1st, you have to have that application in and filed. Um, I have not heard of a student that got their application in on time being turned down, uh, but that's available to all uh, South Carolina National Guardsmen, uh, including the Air Guardsmen, if they if they listen to stuff like this. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we're 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 fully joined on this show. We bring everybody to the party. So uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. There you go.
2: So that's that's um, that's forty five hundred dollars a year. So when we start stacking all that up, um, let's say you you used the college assistance program and your discount the first semester. Tuition's gone. You, t- you took care of it already. Yeah. And let's say you saved some of your uh, GI Bill money, put it in the bank, and now we've got a tuition discount, and we've got the Federal Tuition Assistance second semester because we can't use GI Bill and um, FTA at the same time. Right. Uh, you still got school covered that second semester. Okay. Um, with that $800 a month, you can rent your apartment. You can put a little gas in the car might even be able to have something besides peanut butter sandwiches and ramen during uh, the week. Yeah, Man. nothing's wrong with that. No, not uh, a thing. Yeah. Not a thing. But Broke yeah. college students are supposed to eat. Yeah, That's right. That. That, it helps grow you. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. What I have not mentioned yet, okay, what I have not mentioned yet is drill pay. I haven't mentioned part-time work. If you do that, I have not mentioned federal money. You could get the Pell Grant. You could get um, a need-based Grant from the school, you could get academic money from the school. Um, I want to say, um, probably thirty percent of Guardsmen are eligible for the life scholarship lottery money. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of that is tied to any of this. So you have uh, you have need based and merit based uh, aid that you can get at any college. Uh, merit based meaning if you meet certain criteria, a three point five GPA and a twelve hundred SAT. Uh, I want to say that's something like the chanc- Chancellor's Scholarship at USC Upstate. Mm-hmm. Um, the life money is tied to a 3.0 GPA, a thousand on the SAT, and top 25% of your, your class. Um, and where students kind of get in trouble with in the life scholarship is doing the high school part is easy. In order to keep that the second year, you have to get 30 credit hours, which is a normal load, have a 3.0 GPA. Which the transition from high school to college is is, is different. I mean, yeah. you're not a spoon fed and that yeah, sort of thing. yeah. Um, so we we work with students, you know, to, to make sure, make sure they understand that. You know, um, Gen Ed advising is is not perfect. So, um, in fact, I'll use myself as a perfect example. Uh, I did 12 credit hours my first semester. That meant I had to take. 18 credit those hours words. almost every single <laughs> for the rest of rest of my college career to graduate on time and to make sure that I kept my benefits up. I was able to do that, but I uh, said some words my mom would not be proud of about that first semester. <laughs> <because> <laughs> it could have been set up a completely different way than what it was. It was. Yeah. It could have been. So um, that's that's mostly what I want to get across is all those benefits. Um, now, those are not transferable. You, you, you can't send your, your kid um, – to college on FTA if they're not serving, right? <laughs> for example, um, and I and the next thing I'm going to talk about is the simultaneous membership program, which is um, additional on top of all those things. Um, let me take a break, and uh, I'm I meant to tell you a little bit more about where I'm coming from <laughs> at the beginning, but now is just as good a time to do that. Yeah. Um, so, I grew up in Western North Carolina. I went to Appalachian State. I very, very wisely joined the North Carolina National Guard okay. and uh, funded not just 100% of my school, but I think I tallied up um, about $39,000 worth of benefits that I got in those four years. So if you want to average that out, 10000 a year. Yeah. Okay. Um, tuition and fees were cheaper 20 years ago. <laughs> just so, a shade. <laughs> just a little bit. So um, my tuition and fees for four years were 8000 so I got thirty-one thousand dollars to me, more than college cost. That's not bad. That's no, not too bad. So I was also a simultaneous membership program cadet. Uh, a lot of soldiers know about this, but some don't. So, so I'll um, I'll share that. So the simultaneous membership program is when you are a joint member of the National Guard or Army Reserve and ROTC at the same time. So. You have to meet the, meet the eligibility, um, which is m- most soldiers that, you know, have been through MEPS and are not flagged, those types of things, as long as you're meeting your soldiers, uh, your soldier qualifications, you will make the, the ROTC qualifications as well. So you're a soldier in the National Guard. Uh, you got decent grades. Uh, you can meet all the qualifications, medical, physical, being PT test, height, weight, all those different things, um, you can join an ROTC program once you have 30 credit hours behind you. So if you're, for example, a National Guardsman, you keep every single one of those benefits, and we add an ROTC stipend to that, which is $420 a month, we promote you to E5. So instead of, you know, if you're making 190 or 210 as a uh, PFC or a specialist, it goes up to about 250 as an E5 and you no longer are performing your MOS when you go to drill, uh, you'll be a cadet. So you're, generally we try to assign you to a unit that's got uh, platoon leaders so you can shadow a platoon leader. If that platoon leader is writing an operations order, you're going to help him do it. If, that, if she's the motor, motor officer, you're going to be in the motor pool. If they're doing um, you know, um, a movement uh, plan, you're going to help them do that. So the idea is you're getting on-the-job training as a future officer while you're at drill, and then during the week you're a regular college student. Uh, you're going through ROTC classes with us. Uh, ROTC is about eight hours a week. Generally, uh, we spend up to three hours in the classroom. Usually about three hours at lab, and usually about three hours at physical training. So it's 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 a regular college course, if you will. And but three hours of that is uh, doing physical training, training instead of in the library. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we we build you up through that program Now, like I said I was an an SMP at Appalachian State uh, and then right before I went to ROTC's advanced camp which is required between the junior and senior year we didn't have a lieutenant in my platoon um, so I was the platoon leader of a mechanized infantry company during an annual training at Fort Stewart Georgia prior to going to advanced camp (laughs) and I was you know (laughs) The TC of a Bradley yeah, trying to fight the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And then I, I, I got to advance camp, and I'm like, where's my vehicles? They're like, you don't have <laughs> any vehicles. All right, where's my radios? You, you don't have any radios. Yeah. Okay, this <laughs> is, is going to be doable. Yeah. So I, I finished my S&P time. Uh, I commissioned on to active duty. Um, 9-11 was my senior year of college. So the world changed, obviously, very, very abruptly then. Um. I commissioned, or after commissioning, I was uh, selected for immediate active duty. I went to Fort Leonard Wood to the uh, Engineer Officer Basic Course, which is now called Bullock Part B Basic Officer Leadership Course Part B. Uh, got to my first duty station in December. Went to the National Training Center in January. Was in Kuwait in May and Baghdad, uh, or Kuwait in March, Baghdad in May. Exact, almost exactly a year after I commissioned. Um, did the first tour. Uh, which was about a year, came home for about a year, including another NTC rotation, went back. So uh, two out of the four years I was on active duty, I uh, was interact. Uh, left active duty in 2006, came to the upstate area of South Carolina, joined the 178th Engineer Battalion, uh, was immediately placed in company command. Didn't know that was coming. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, took command of Alpha Company 178, which, is, uh, which we transformed while I was in command to the 174th. Mac and Welford. Um, uh, very soon thereafter, uh, I joined the ROTC program at Welford, and I've been there ever since. So I've been doing this for about thirteen years. Um, I've also continued to be a Guardsman. Obviously, uh, did company command, a little bit of staff time. Uh, took a second command. I was I was honored to take a second command of one of the explosive hazard teams, uh, the 716th, um, and we deployed to Iraq in 2011 and shut. Shut that theater down. Actually, it was a pretty interesting time to to leave a theater. And one of my fellow officers said, "You know, we haven't left a theater like this since World War II. Uh, it's been a long time." So, wow. trying to figure out which Humvees were were salvageable enough to ship home, or was it worth spending ten thousand dollars to ship a, a truck that's only worth four? Yeah, right. <laughs> and those types of decisions yeah. were some were many were made way above my pay grade. Um, learned a lot. I was on the United States Forces Iraq staff, um, working with a lot of general officers and, and just a bunch of professionals, actually from the 18th Airborne Corps and the 82nd Airborne Division.
1: Well, you've been pretty busy. A little bit. Yeah, you've well, been kind of steady. You've been kind
2: of <laughs> at it, so that's um, good. And then uh, done more staff. Um, I was at the uh, 251st Rear Operations Cell, then uh, the environment. One of the environment officers at. Uh, the CFMO office in the TAG building and then um, one of the range operations OICs at McCready and now with the RTI so um, I have been busy. Yeah yeah I've been busy
1: (laughs) but that's good that you have that kind of background especially when you're talking about advising uh, you know students and young soldiers you know it's nice to have somebody that's kind of been through a little bit of stuff and here and there because you have at least uh you know how much of a grasp we have on anything is relevant (laughs) but I mean you you at least have enough experience behind you to say hey you know I've kind of been there I've done that you know I can guide you and tell you where to kind of be on your path to improve your career or just your life in general
2: absolutely and I didn't mention this you know I got my master's degree uh while doing half of that I was um I started in 2010, and that was uh, soon there after we started the pre-MOB for 2011. So I did one semester of my master's degree overseas uh, with Clemson. So I was using these benefits that I'm talking about. Um, the I was actually eligible for uh, Chapter 30 GI Bill, which is the active duty version that the post-9-11 uh, replaced, which the post-9-11 GI Bill for these guys that have deployed – uh, particularly if you – I think a year gets you 60%, and then two years gets you 80%. I, I, don't, I don't know, but you, it is a very, very valuable benefit for all these guys that have deployed. Um, and that's the type of question that you're going ask somebody like me. It doesn't have to be me, but somebody like me, um, any of my counterparts would, would be able to tell you, hey, this is the level. This is what you need to apply for. This is when you need to apply for because nothing – in the veterans administration is fast. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, and then some some of the landmines, if you will, you know, if if it's hard to to get the Veterans Affairs Coordinator on your campus, if it's hard to get them um to move your packet through, I'll tell you, you know, it will be. Right. Because I've I've heard that before. Yeah. Um, and usually that's not the case. That's just an example. But um and then, you know, the deadline for caps. I, I, I told you I think it's about August 1st, but if we were sitting at my computer, I would look it up. It'd tell you exactly what it It'd is. Tell you exactly right. what it is. Printing your military service verification form off. I'll If I have time, I will send it for you right there. Um, so so those, there. my point being, there are people out there uh, that will always help you find and use those benefits because you've earned them. You've, you've, you've earned them. You've done the work. We're part of the one percent of this country that are serving this country. Um, and it's, I I, I hate the word entitlement because people think you know, just because I have I'm right handed, I'm entitled to things. No, that's not the case. But merit based means you've done something to earn it, you've earned it, it. yeah, you've earned it. So earned titled if you will.
1: Now, I, have, I actually have a question as we sit here and talk about this. It kind of it popped in my head. Uh, since this is obviously a military-based uh, uh, benefit that you're getting here, is there any restrictions on uh, as far as, like, degrees and things like that? Is the students, do they say, hey, you know, you know, we don't need basket weaving, so you know we're not really going to approve you for the money to get basket weaving.
2: What's wrong with my kickball major? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, <clears throat> I mean, is there any any restrictions? Or very, very good question. So, as long as it is an accredited degree, um, for I want I want to say for a four year institution, they they are pretty much going to be accredited. Um, where there are some institutions that have come under fire, if you will, most of those are for-profit institutions, and I would just tell soldiers to be um, to be skeptical. Do your research on the basis. To be skeptical. So if if they tell me that you can get your your PhD in eighteen months, and yeah. everybody else has to spend nine years, yeah, call somebody. Yeah, check that out. Um, so so the answer is. If it's accredited by an institution uh, and recognized by in the Go Army Ed portal is where you can definitely find that, then the Army will pay these benefits. Um, if it's Uncle 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 Steve's uh, bait shop, pharmaceutical supply, and community college, yeah, maybe not,
1: maybe not, <laughs> um, unless they did a lot of work to get accredited. But, absolutely, but you can find that stuff out, like you said. Absolutely, but you can track down the accreditation.
2: And the other thing is, uh, they're. they're I deal primarily in the four-year realm. um, Two-year associate's degrees obviously count, and you can get uh, a lot of these benefits, um, not tuition assistance specifically, but the VA has um, certification payment programs. So if you want to become an HVAC tech, if you want to become a plumber, if you want to become an electrician, there are funds for that. And a lot of people say, you know, that's not a four-year degree, that's not as cool. When I call a plumber, yeah. They charge fifty dollars an hour. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, some 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 students tell me, that, you know, I just cannot stand the idea of studying English literature from the sixteen hundreds. And, you know, that that doesn't appeal to some people. No problem. Go get that certification.
1: Right. Yeah, and, and use the benefit that's already there for it. Absolutely. Especially if you're you know, obviously being a, an MOS mosq soldier and stuff like that. No reason to miss out on it. Nope. Um now is uh as I guess, as they they move through this process, I mean, you, you get them in, you help them get set up, but I imagine you're still there for options or answers throughout
2: their whole college career. So I still talk to people that commissioned in 2007. Okay, so you um, keep in touch, absolutely. Um, for so usual, a lot of times, recent graduates will ask me for another letter of recommendation so they can get into their MBA program. In, in fact. Last week I wrote one for a student that's already finished uh, one year of law school here in Columbia, USC, um, asked me to write that. So, yeah. and I tell them, you know, I'm not charging you right now. Okay. <laughs> but because I'm going to have free legal, <laughs> advice, uh, free lawyer for the rest of my life, free medical care when you go to medical school. <laughs> uh, so no, absolutely, uh, help teach, coach, and mentor any soldier. Um, whether they're a cadet or not. Obviously, I have a lot more contact with the cadets, but um, I would never turn anybody down that, that said, Sir, I'm stuck. Uh, uh, tried to get this benefit, couldn't get the guy to answer the phone. Uh, Fill out this application, that sat on somebody's desk. Uh, need my commander to sign my notice of basic eligibility and just can't get them get, get for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got a pretty great... Uh, network within the Guard from being being around long enough to to ask those questions and and help soldiers get those problems. And usually it's it's a lost email or something like that. You know, there's nobody in this organization that doesn't take great care of soldiers. It's just sometimes uh, people get overwhelmed.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, that's always good because a lot of times um, when you're dealing with programs, there's the explanation of how to get into it is usually relatively easy to find. It's once you're in it where – things, you don't always have somebody. So knowing that they have you uh, and, and others like you around the state to be able to reach back to and, and have that contact makes it a lot
2: easier and a lot better. I've been doing it for almost a decade and a half. So it, to me, it's simple. But because it's simple, it doesn't make it easy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling you, these four programs that can fund your entire education. Yes, that's great. Now what? Well, yeah, you have to keep up with it um, for that tuition discount. Uh, they are greedy about it, so they want to make sure you're still a soldier next year. Yeah, they want, they want <laughs> confirmation. Absolutely, so you have to do that once a year. Now you would think that people would remember, hey, I did this last year, shouldn't be so hard. Um, in fact, on scguard.com, uh-huh. um, the education office is listed under resources. Uh-huh. That's a great thing. That was not always there. So you can find out the POCs that you need to send that stuff to. Um, so, yeah, I w- I'm, I'm there, and like I said, my counterparts are there throughout their college career, and even after when they um, take the next step. Um, one thing that a lot of S M P cadets or, or prospective S M P cadets don't know is if they want to, they can compete for active duty. So you can be a guard soldier while you're in college, and then if, if you are competitive enough, you can compete for active duty. Um, that's exactly what I did. I did four years of North Carolina Guard, did four years of active duty, and now I've been back in the Guard since 2006. So combined – 22 years as of this December um, of guard and, and active service.
1: That's impressive. That's impressive. Um, and, and, and like I said before, that's, that's excellent that you have that background because especially, like I said, in a career field like this where you are in a mentorship position, it's, it's good for the, the younger soldiers and students and stuff to be able to have that knowledge base available to them. It's like you're walking Google for <laughs> for this situation. So that's outstanding. Um, now, if you want to, uh, by all means, uh, if you want to put out some contact information and stuff where people can get in touch with you. Sure. Uh, if they have questions in the future,
2: uh, you can Google Wofford ROTC, and I'm probably the first picture you'll see. Um, my office line is area code 864 597 4338. That's the best way to make initial contact with me. Usually I'll set up an office appointment so you can just we can come sit down. Uh, a lot of soldiers bring their parents, and I like that, and it's not that I'm treating them like they're children or anything like that. It's that parents ask different questions. So when I, for example, talk about track air reserve select as a huge benefit, a perfectly healthy 19-year-old that just got back from basic yeah, training in yeah. the best condition of their life yeah. doesn't think about that. Mm-mm. But mom and dad... Here, you know, what is it now, $48 a month? Yeah. That is the best thing ever. <laughs> right, uh, Don't give him any money. Just
1: give him the health just benefits. give him the health
2: insurance. Uh, and a lot of people don't know about the VA loan. Uh, how do Guard Soldiers qualify for that? Well, you got to be a six-year drilling member or on active duty for a certain period of time. That's another huge benefit. So, um, like I said, I, I, I don't mind whatsoever if they bring their parents or, or their, their significant other, they're already um, – married because she's joining too (laughs) whether she knows it or not right or or he is joining too so um yeah you can absolutely give me a call i'll help answer your questions uh if you want to set up an office appointment to talk about um rotc or not if you just get hung up you can call that number
1: okay well that is outstanding i hope um You know, maybe in the future we have you come back and maybe do a refresher on this. You know, as it as it moves down. Uh, I I find with things like this, people need the information kind of put back out to them every now and then, especially when semester times start rolling around and they start going through the checklist like, what do I actually need to do? Yeah, I didn't Uh, think
2: about that. We do it in the summer. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
1: hit another one in the summer right before the semester starts, just to let everybody know, hey, all this is still out here. But uh, I appreciate you taking time out of your day and stopping by. Thank you so much. Pleasure talking to you. Yes, sir.
0: So it was really awesome that Lieutenant Colonel Strickland came in and he actually got to talk to you since you had to do a solo gig uh, for today.
1: Yeah, did a solo gig. Uh, Meetings and stuff bounce around just the way it works sometimes. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was was, was super awesome talking with him. Um, I think anybody who is in the situation where they are in college or, or looking to go to college or in the guard whatever you know he, he kind of went over all the options for it but really it's a good program to get involved in if you have the chance or in a position to to do so it's nice to be able to go to school and uh, make a little money on the side because yeah
0: because it's hard for some students that are involved in a lot to not be able to have like a part-time job
1: and then of course you know like i said you know, doing that program with the with the, the guard and the ROTC, and those years count as years of service. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a huge deal. You need four four years in college. Of course you can't start right as you're a freshman, I think. I don't I don't believe but I um, mean three or four, four, four or five years worth of service before you actually yeah. really get into the force. I mean that's
0: yeah. And then it doesn't feel like it's
1: time wasted in a sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got something for it. I mean, if you're going to do ROTC, it's at least something to consider. I mean, if you already know you're going to do ROTC, why not? You know, take a look at it and see see what it has to offer, and maybe it does work out to be a very excellent uh, opportunity for you.
0: Yeah,
1: definitely. Well, I was expecting her to end it after that <laughs> one, but I guess not. Well, I, guess, I, I guess I guess you want some more information from me. Okay, I, all right, let me try. <laughs> I, <thought> you, <laughs> I mean, I go to Bob and we.
0: I mean, I thought normally we don't go that short, so I was. Like,
1: I mean, I stopped. I gave you the look. I thought I felt like I gave you the look. Okay, I'm
0: sorry. I didn't Just, know we had a look. I
1: thought we had a look. What's the look? <laughs> um, obviously, I was confused about the look. But anyway, um, no, like I was saying, check it out, and, and, and always, um, we're, we're still looking for that 500 subscriber mark. Uh, we're getting closer we're getting closer 358 ish, 360 or something like that last time i checked um one thing i was i was i do go through the analytics on stuff on on, on youtube and uh, it looks like y'all are actually taking time to watch more of of the podcast and stuff like that so thank you uh for that but as always make sure you're like subscribe hit the notification button on youtube if you want to catch our content as it comes out um Make the sure you're leaving
0: comments too. So. Make
1: sure you're leaving comments so we know, you know, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what we, uh, what we maybe should keep doing, maybe we should do more of, yeah. whatever. Um, we're fine with that. And uh, and then of course, if you're listening to us on iTunes, make sure you're subscribing um, so that you get our most up to date. Yeah,
0: podcast. hopefully
1: here soon. We'll be on other platforms as well. Yeah, still we'll working that piece. Work all we're close. close. We've got a couple things. I'm waiting for some emails to come back and whatever else. And then once we get that figured out, we should be we should be good. We should be able to find us on Google Podcast and Spotify and a couple other ones. So uh, make sure you're sharing this with your friends, your family, whatever else. There's good information here, um, and so it's it's worth taking the time to to listen to it. You you never know what you're going to learn.
0: You never know what's going to come out of it, or <laughs> out.
1: Yeah, good thing. Good <laughs> thought of that. That's
0: right. I'm just saying, nice. you're funny, so oh. I mean, oh, people I'm like I'm you sorry. laugh.
1: I'm am like, I you?
0: I didn't say you're a clown. I'm here you're a comedian. You look, I'm here to
1: make you laugh. <laughs> am I funny? Like, ha ha, funny what? But, so, yeah, I think we can, we can shut it down on that note. Okay.
0: So,
1: here's the look. Okay.
0: All right. <laughs> Well, I'm Sergeant Chelsea Baker, And I'm
1: Specialist David Erskine. <laughs> and we'll catch you in the next episode.